Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Judah Ministries International Sabbath Service, where we believe in praising God. Hallelujah. And we're asking that today you open your mouth and magnify the Lord with us. Hallelujah. We ask today that you would just let us hear your praise today. Glory to God. We ask today that we come together collectively and let's praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. We are going to now have opening prayer by my brother, none other than Apostle Evino Bale. Amen. Amen. Father, we come, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We ask you for forgiveness of sin. We ask you, God, that you will remove all iniquity and anything that's not like you, God. We ask you, God, that you would take every thought that is not like you and cast it into the sea, God. We ask you, God, that you would purify this line, purify the speaker, purify this call. God, I, I thank you for releasing a word in this hour to my brother. I ask you, God, that you would give him the power and the strength to speak the oracles of you. God, we thank you, Lord, that the words of his mouth and the meditations of his heart is acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, I strengthen our Redeemer, God. We cancel out the assignment of the enemy, and we denounce Satan's every work in the name of Jesus. We cancel out distractions, and we cancel out fear right now. God, give him a new boldness on tonight, and God, let every listening ear, every attentive heart, and every open mind receive what it is that you have to say unto us. We receive correction without dispute. We receive instruction without complaint. And, God, we receive information without regret. Yes. God, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for the prophetic flowing on him as well. God, give him a supernatural word. God, change the word to accommodate the people. Change the word to fit our hearts, God. God, cause the word to fit into our situations, God. We know that your word is for everlasting to everlasting, God. We make the adjustments to you, God. We make the transformation with you, God. And, God, we accept the shaping and the testing of our spirits to your perfect image, God. We believe your word. We believe everything that proceeds out of your mouth, God. And we embrace the seed that's about to be implanted into our hearts. We thank you for the overseer. God, if you continue to give us strength, continue to give us revelation, and continue to expand her vision to beyond the norm, God. We reach to the supernatural, God. We reach uh, for your extraordinary. We reach for your power. Thank you, Lord. We reach for your dunamis, God. We reach for the anointing, God, that we may the burden may be removed and the destroy yoke and the yoke destroyed, God. We bless you. We thank you in advance. We celebrate and declare victory. The blood of Jesus prevails. 
and God, you forever reign, for now and forever. We give it the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. We welcome you again to Judah Ministries International. Uh, well, again, we believe in praising God. I don't know what Yahweh is going to do today. I just know he's going to do what he does. Uh, we're going to do things just a little bit differently right now. Um, I asked Prophet Bob to join us today, and I asked for him to give the prophetic declaration for today. Um, and I'm going to call him at this time to give us the prophetic declaration for today. I'm honored, daughter. Thank you. Praise God. Father, forgive me of every sin I've committed to this second. Knowing and unknowing sin, even the secret sin, and my shortcomings that I did today, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me in the precious blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. I decree and declare over everyone, you're blessed in your baskets. I decree and declare, you're blessed in your fields. I believe in the name of Jesus that you are and decree and declare that you are rich, bountiful blessings coming your way. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that you will never lack, lack any good thing. I decree and declare, Third John, the second verse over you, that you will prosper. You shall be in good health, even as your soul prospers. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that the favor of God will run you down and chase you down, and bountiful blessings will be upon everybody on the call. I decree and declare it so, including Judah Ministries, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hey, hallelujah. I receive that. Uh, hey, hey. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you all receive it, but I so receive it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we're going to go into a segment of worship. Uh, we're going to allow Lady Danielle to take us to another place in worship. And then immediately following that, I'll be bringing forth the speaker of the hour because I'm really ready for the word. I'm really excited about whatever God is going to speak in this hour. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I know I fooled y'all. I was supposed to bring the word, but he's going to bring the word for me today. Hallelujah. We're going to have worship by Lady Danielle. Amen. Welcome. Into this place, you are welcome. Into this broken vessel, you desire to abide in the praises of your people. So we live. As we lift our hearts, as we offer Oh, you, you desire 
falling in love. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In his arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes, Lord. In his arms. Never did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my.
There's people on this line that have gone to different churches and had different pastors. Some of you guys have been sorry for so long and been hurt for so long. Some of y'all are married and don't know how to tell your wife that you're hurt, don't know how to tell your husband that you're hurt. Some of y'all have been hurt by your mom and your dad, people around you that say that they love you, and nevertheless, those are the very ones that have stepped on you and have hurt you the most. When you really needed it and you extended your hand, they pulled their hands back. But the Lord never did it. The Lord never did it. He never did it. He never did it. He never did it. Hallelujah. 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 I know it's Saturday. I know it's Saturday. And I know it's not my voice that y'all should use to hear it on a Saturday. It's a possible prayer. But at the end of the day, all I can is a place of praise.
do this work for real. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I thank you all for your service. I thank you all for your work, Prophet Bob. I love you with all my heart, and I thank you for what you do tonight. I love you more. Tonight. Tonight, if you guys have ever heard me speak before, you know what I'm going to say. I'm just one man. And you guys have spoken to people before who have lied to you. Therefore, consider me a liar off the bat. Because if my word does not line up with his, I am useless, I am pointless, and I am misleading you. And at the end of the day, when you stand before your father and you have to give account for what you did, your answer cannot be, well, Pastor Jay, well, Apostle Grant, well, Prophet Bob, well, well, uh, Prophet Ragnar, well, Apostle Terrence Carter, well, one of them taught me. And he's going to say, you didn't study what they taught you? You didn't go and look at what they taught you? So on tonight, my words don't matter. He is done. But I will never teach you anything that I can't find in his words. And so on tonight, if you guys could do me a favor, Apostle Grant was going to teach a message, the spirit of an overcomer. And I prepared that message, and I said, I'm going to teach it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I prepared that message and everything. And literally about 20 minutes, 30 minutes ago, the Lord said, you're not going to teach that. That's not what I gave you. And I said, okay, well, where are we going? And so we go into what he gave me. First Corinthians chapter 13 is where we are headed. If you do not have a Bible, get a Bible. Because I can tell you anything. Get a Bible and stop relying on a man to tell you what thus says the Lord. Don't ever trust a man. Trust the word. The word should tell you what it's about. Don't trust the man. Trust the word. Don't trust the man. Trust the word. Come on. First Corinthians 13. And for those people who rarely ever read your Bible, you will live. I'm going to read all 13 verses. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I'm reading all of them. For those of you who do not read your word, I'm going to read it to you tonight. And it's a shame that we don't read the word of God, especially when you got a phone that you can download something and just press play and listen to it. Come on. It's too lazy. Too lazy. The church has become so lackadaisical. Come on now. People that we are trying to save see us as lazy, see us as slothful, see us as haters and whoremongers, and they don't even want to come in our churches because of what we've changed and turned ourselves into. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 13, starting at verse 1. So I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. And I'm going to break every verse down. Though I speak and I sound like heaven, and I have not charity, which is love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. What does that mean? I sound like just a bunch of noise. Verse 2, and though I have the gift of prophecy for all my prophets online who can prophesy up, down, left, and right, I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all the faith in the world so that I can remove mountains, and I have not charity or love, I am nothing. What is the Lord saying to you, O oh, great master, chief, apostle, prophet? What is he saying to you? It don't matter how hard you think you can pray, how great and how accurate you are. If it ain't done in love, you are nothing. Hmm. Nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I have not charity, it profited me nothing. How many times have you heard a man of God say, I give my life for you? I gave my last to the church, and if you ain't did it in love, but you did it to be seen, it profited you nothing. Verse 4, charity or love is long, suffer is long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not, it is not puffed up. Verse 5, it does not have, uh, does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, not selfish. It is not easily provoked or thinketh no evil. I mean, when somebody gets on your nerves and all of a sudden you wish to God they would die, you don't got love. Verse 6, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, bearing all, let me go back just one quick because the Lord had to correct me. It rejoiceth not in iniquity. 
That means if you tell somebody you love them, that simply because they're doing the same sin that you do behind your closed doors, it don't mean that you rejoice in what they're doing because now your sin don't seem so bad. Now somebody's doing what you do. No, but it rejoices in the truth. <clears throat> Verse 7, it bears all things, which means it can hold it all. It believes all things. It hopes all things, and it endures. It endures all things for every man that has ever walked away from his wife because he feels as though I can't take it no more. Love endures. And your husband man, has never left you. Verse 8, charity never fails. For whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. What is the Lord saying to you? Real love, my love, does not fail. If anybody has told you that they loved you, but yet they have failed you, you realize the love of God is not in them. Amen. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. What does that mean? Anybody ever prophesied and it did not come to pass? That don't make you less of a prophet. It just simply means prophecies are contingent upon the recipient and upon how they walk it out. So at the end of the day, that does not mean you prophesied a lie. It simply means that what you said out of your mouth has changed depending on the person who received it and how they walk when they received it. Just because Jonah says to Nineveh that the Lord is going to bring you down and the Lord changed his mind because of how Nineveh carried himself did not make Jonah a liar. So be careful who you are calling a lying prophet just because it didn't come to pass. Maybe it was because of the way that you walked it. But whether there should be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish. Old people, they get old and all of a sudden they forget the very things that they used to know. Verse 9, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. You are not that great. You are not that great. Verse 10, but when that which is perfect is come, when the Lord returns, then that which is in part shall be done away. Verse 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child and thought, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. That does not just mean in the physical, but it also means in the spirit. Verse 12, but now we see through a glass darkly. That means for every person that stands behind a pulpit and thinks that you know it all, you don't. You don't. But then, face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know, even as also I am known. Verse 13, catch and stay with, stay with me. Verse 13, and now abideth, now liveth. Faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity or love. The title of my message, everything has to have a title. Otherwise, what's the point of being alive? Nothing exists without a name. Therefore, Adam named the animals. Adam, Adam, give them each a name so they can begin to exist. Look, Adam, I brought you a gift. What should you call her? I have to call her woman. I'm going to call her Eve. I'm going to give her a name because it don't exist without one. Therefore, the name of tonight's message, or this is evening's message, is your love is killing me. Ha, my, my. Your love is killing me. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you really did love somebody with all of your heart? And you loved them so much that it was hard for you to break away and it was hard for you to let go. Mm-hmm. And as much as you loved them, you knew deep down in the back of your mind that they did not love you the way that you was pouring out into them. Wow. Wow. And so you are giving everything that you got and you holding on for dear life because I love you. I love you. But little, little do you know that minute by minute, second by second, and day by day, you lay in your bed at night and you cry and you feel as though you are nothing. And while you sit there, you ask yourself, Lord, I'm doing everything that you called me to do, but yet they continue to slay me and you question, what am I doing wrong? I love you. I love you, man. I, I love you. And I'm speaking, forget, this ain't got nothing to do with y'all. I'm speaking for myself because in my own life, I have loved people who have said the nastiest things about me. 
I have loved people mm. who have went back and, and posted some very disgusting things and went yeah. back to people Me and too, said man. some very hateful things. I went, mm. I've loved people who, no matter how much I gave <laughs> to them, they wouldn't give anything back, but I, my love would mm. let me let go because the Bible says that love can endure all things. All things. Mm. 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 And so here I am, pouring out, pouring out, but nevertheless, Little by little, inch by inch, they drive a spike through each one of my feet and through each one of my hands, and they crucify me the way they did my Savior. And I begin to look at it as though, why are you killing me? And why am I confused? Because even the Word of God says that they're going to do unto me, unto you. What they've done unto me is a servant greater than the master. But I begin to look at it as though they are slaying me, never realizing that truth be told, they hate what's in me. Mm. My, my. You ever love somebody so much and you're doing everything right yet and still they want to crucify you? Have you ever found yourself looking mm, like how mm, Jesus mm. looking as though as much as he loved them and as much as he lined this up when I cross and said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. And Been as much there. as he went back and forth and he preached and he teached and he healed and he did a cast out demons and, and, and taught and did everything that he could do. At the end of the day, the very love that he had is what caused him to die. Mm, mm. No man put him up there and could hold him. That wasn't the case. There was no nail. There was no spike. There was no nail that could hold him to that cross. He made it plain as day when he said, "I could call down angels right now, and I could kill each and every one of you if I really wanted to." So you guys are not worth killing me, but my love for you is killing me right wow. now. Wow! 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 My love for you is killing me. You ever met somebody who never became nothing in their life because? Day after day, they found themselves trying to be pleasing to their father, not the one in heaven, pleasing to their mother, pleasing to their husband, pleasing to their wife, and yet still they can't seem to get ahead no matter what they try to do. But yet the other person seems to be prospering. And wow. And they keep pouring into them and putting Come on they, here. they continue to keep on moving forward. And at the end of the day, you're the one man that's been crying and weeping and you feel like you're Come on, Pastor. While that other person is successful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I dare any leader on this line to not be honest with me and tell me that it hasn't been days where you still had a phone or still had a pulpit and you poured out everything you had and the people begin to prosper and be blessed, but yet and still you went home and you asked me, God, what about me? Uh. Mm. What about me, man? What about me? <coughs> what about the times, Lord, that I did this for you? What about that? Little did you even realize that some of you never really understood it, never really grasped the fact that the reason that most of these people are even successful is because you are pouring more into them than what you're allowing yourself to keep. There's people out here that would have never been successful if you weren't pouring into them, if you weren't loving them the way you were. There are people right now that would not be on top of cloud nine if you weren't the one whose back they had to get up on. Come on, Pastor. Come on, Pastor. But here we are in a position. They on the top of the mountain, and here I am still down in the valley. Still down in the valley. Wow. And you know what happens when your love has lifted them? You ever heard that song, Love Lifted Me? Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever understand when you lift somebody up on top of that mountain and you say, you look to them and say, hey, when you get there, you're going to help me, right? And they say, yeah, Pastor, I'm never going to forget you. Hmm. Yeah, Apostle, I'm never going to forget you. Yeah, Prophet, I'm going to remember everything you did for me, how hard you prayed for me. And then when they get to the mountaintop and you reach your hand out and say, brother, can you help me? And then they turn their backs on you and say, I made it. What about you? Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you understand how many women are out here right now by themselves raising children and they sit there every day of their life saying, I love him, I love him, I love him. And he done moved on and got himself a whole nother family and she's still stuck at ground zero because her love is not allowing her to grow. Wow. All right. Wow. 
many men have become so puffed up and prideful and they hard to get through. They got to get through to because that man was in love for so long and he felt as though he was doing the right thing, but somebody stepped on his heart years ago. And so now you try to get through to the man and try to help him to change his ways. But how do I change my ways when my heart has been stolen and my love has been given and I ain't got nothing left? Mm. Mm. My, my. Mm. Love is a powerful tool. It's either going to heal or it's going to kill. One of the two. There is no in-between. There is no intermediate thing with love. And anybody who thinks that they say, I love you, and I'm playing a game, and they say, oh, I played you. No, you didn't. Because at the end of the day, once you commit yourself to somebody, whether you know it or not, a piece of them has now lapsed on to you. And I'll be honest for a second. And if any man on this line is now married, but at one point you were not, and you were dating and talking to other women, and you said to them, I love you, and they said back, I love you too, and then you thought found yourself in another relationship, but when your relationship starts to go bad, all of a sudden your mind wandered back to the past of the last person you said, I love you too. Wow. My, my. And now all of a sudden you realize that the very thing I thought I was playing was not nothing to play with. Mm. The, the very thing, charity, the very thing, love, that I thought was a game and did not really exist is the very thing that won't allow me to move forward in my next life or in my next relationship because every time I'm in an argument, my mind goes right back to the last woman or the last man I was with. And it does not stop simply because you are married. There are married men who literally have fallen in love with women before and have laid themselves down in bed with women and with other men. And now you are married to somebody else and you are trying to fully commit yourself to the person you are married to. But it's so hard because the love that you gave out now is killing you and you have left to to get your life back in you. You, Let me ask you to understand something. If you have never been prayed over before you got married, you did yourself a disservice. Because now you're going to bring all the extra mess that you had in your past life, in your past relationship, with you into your new one. And you're going to try to tell your wife that you love her. And truth be, that, truth be told, deep down, your heart is splitting too because the last woman that you laid down was It is a hard thing to break something that the Lord has made. Can I help you understand? The Bible says, for what God has joined together, let no man tear asunder. Can I help you understand something else? That God is love, therefore love is God. And you are trying to break something that cannot be broken without him. Wow. You can't break love on your own. I don't care how many sheets you get under with somebody else. I don't care how many people you lay yourself down with. I don't care how many people you lay up at 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and you talk to and tell them, baby, it's me and you forever. At the end of the day, when it is all said and done, you can't break this because you didn't make this. Mm. That's good. That's good. I like that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't break what you didn't make. It's not possible. And now you sit and you found yourself a broken vessel, a hurt vessel. And now you sit here trying to rebuild the pieces. And at the end of the day, you find yourself as a pastor, an apostle, a teacher, an evangelist, a prophet, whatever you want to be. You find yourself as a husband or as a wife. And at the end of the day, you've never even been rebuilt. So you preach to people from a broken place. Lord. You trying to love a wife, but you a broken man, and you trying to love a you trying to love a husband, but you a broken woman. At the end of the day, broken can't rich cannot minister to that which is not broken. Get yourself together. Help go to the Lord. You got Apostle Grant. You got uh, Apostle Terrence Carter. You got people, brothers and sisters, who are willing to pray, but you refuse to use it because you're so dead in the love that you have given out that you don't even know how to call on nobody no more. You can't even be honest no more. You're so busy posting Facebook wow. posts looking so righteous that behind those posts people can't see your tears. And at the end of the day, your tears are not a sign of weakness. Your tears are a sign of I need help. Your tears right on the pages. The Bible says, "Come on, here. that cannot be uttered by your mouth or your heart. So at the end of the day, what
I care. If you guys judge me that I cry, I does not matter to me. It never has. I don't care. I don't care. You think I care that my wife see me sit here and I sit here and I weep in front of her? I don't care. You think I care if I got visitors in my house? You think I'm going to stop praying and stop weeping because they're here? I don't care. At the end of the day, I need you to understand that my heart is hurting. And if I can't pour my heart out before God in front of man, what in the world makes you think you're going to accept your heart when you stand before him in the kingdom? If you're ashamed of him on earth, what makes you think he won't be ashamed of you in heaven? There is no holding back on my end. Neither will there ever be. There are women online right now sitting there raising children. Raising kids, and can I be honest just for one second? I'm not going to blame it all on the man because you decided to get in bed as well. Mm-hmm. So I will never point the finger and say that's, that, that's all that man's fault. No, it is not because you had a choice as well. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, those sheets was not done just by the man, but by the woman who I came into an agreement because I can two walk together unless they agree, and I can two lay together unless they agree. Mm-hmm. So let's not lie and be super religious. Let's understand that the very things that we have done have been choices. Every sin that you have ever made has been a decision. Every single one. And so here we are, ladies trying to take care of kids on their own. And now your child grows up trying to figure out how to live their life. But how do I live my life from a mother who never felt love and a mother who don't know how to give love and now a child grows up not knowing how to show love and now that child finds a relationship there is no love in. Why? Because it resembles what my mom and my dad did. So now mm-hmm. I'm continuing generations. There are people on this line, generations have, of love have mm-hmm. been broken off. You have been missing in your life. You have not felt love in years. And you are sitting here trying to figure out why I can't make a relationship work because there is no love and your great, great, great grandmother's love has been killed. Therefore, how can you exist? Wow. Mine, mine, mine. How can you exist? I, I, don't, I don't hold back nothing. I love my mom and my dad. I had a conversation with my father a while back, and my father called me, and he cried to me, and he says, Jeremy, I love you. He says, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've been a great, I've been a great dad to you guys. I kept a roof over your head, and I always made sure there was food on the table, and I'm listening to him cry his eyes out. Cry his eyes out. And when he gets finished talking, he says, Jeremy, I just don't get it. I said, Dad, am I allowed to be honest with you? He says, yes. I said, Dad, you are always a great dad, but you are a horrible father. You are a horrible father. I grew up with a dad that I never seen hold my mother's hand. I grew up with a dad that I never seen hug my mother or give her a kiss. I grew up with a dad that never came to any sports game with me, nothing, no matter how good I was at the sport that I was playing. I grew up with a dad that never actually gave me a hug and never gave me a kiss and said, son, I'm proud of you. I grew up with a dad that never showed me how to love. And when I got married, I led my wife in this service because my love was killed from a generation ahead of me. Come on. <clears throat> and so my wife used to cry out and say, you don't love me right. You don't love me right. And I kept saying, girl, what do you want from me? I'm giving you everything. You got a house. You got food. You got this. And what I was really saying was the very words that my father echoed to me and his father echoed to him because we never truly had love because it died generations ago. And I'm sitting here trying to give you something I don't got. Bye-bye. <laughs> I didn't have it. I didn't have it, man. I didn't have it. 
and I never had it until I found him, until I found Jesus, until I found Yahweh, until I found the I Am. And that's my favorite thing to call him because whatever I needed him to be, he was. And so when I needed love, he said, I am that. Let me teach you and let me show you. I, I said this before on another message. At the end of the day, if you are trying to love somebody who don't love God, you'll never get it back. Come on. Come on now. They'll never return it. No matter how much you think they should, no matter how many cars they buy you and houses they get you, no matter how many coats they put on your back, no matter how many, how many dinners she cooks for you, no matter how good she is in the bedroom or how good you are in the bedroom, at the end of the day, you're always going to be lacking and you're always going to ask them to say the same thing to them. Baby, why can't you love me right? <laughs> I can't love you right when I don't know how. I can't love you wow. right when you stripped of me from years ago. I can't love you right when my pastor, the very church I go to, don't even love his own members. We're not members to him. We're not sheep. We're not souls. We're a, we are, we are a means of profit to him. He wouldn't give his life for us. Even when he prays, you can tell that he holds back his prayers because when he's about to leave, he goes and he collects the tithes in the office and he takes everybody else out to eat and he goes and he pays his bills and he lives his life only to come back next Sunday and collect from us again, but there's no love in this. And so I'm coming up out of a church. I'm growing up in a church, and I come out of a church in which there was no love. Remember, if, you, if, you, if I'm not mistaken, I believe in the book of Revelation, the Lord said, yet I got one issue with you. You've left your first love. And if the church has left their first love, what makes you think that the sheep will ever know how to do it? Mm-hmm. And so here we are condemning everybody, all the hate speech that's going on in the world, all the things that they say about Donald Trump or Obama, all the things that are going on against blacks and whites and police and citizens, all the things that are happening. And where's the church? Somebody answer that for me. Where are we? You know why you can't find us? Because you couldn't find the love in the first place. And if there was love in the middle of these cities, none of this would happen. If my people who are called by my name would just humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I would be and I would hear from heaven. I would heal their land. But where is that church at? We could preach everything else, but we never show love. What good is that? What has it profited you? What good has it profited you? What good is it profiting you to have a wife by your side that never really feels true, genuine love from her husband? All right. Gina. What good is it? What good is it? What good is a first lady, LaShawn? What good is a prophetess, Gina? What good are these women if they never actually experience the love from their fathers or their husbandmen? What good is that? Uh Wow, 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 wow. I'm my... And now you got people online calling these people prophetess and first lady, and then you got the women trying to reach out to them, but they can't love these women out of their hurt because these women ain't been loved. Come on. My, my, my. So you're asking your wife to walk in an anointing that you never really anointed her to walk in as a Ooh. Wow. I apologize if that hurt because I don't mean to hurt you, but yet I'm still talking about myself. Yeah, yeah. So, but- because I sat here and I told my wife, baby, help me. Like, take this phone call. Preach over here. Sing in front of these people. Do this. Do that. I was a dictator. And nothing more. Nothing more. And I call myself leading by example, but can I help you guys understand something? Leading by example is pointless if you're not loving by example. Mm. My, my. Because at the end of the day, the only reason Jesus came down here was love. And everybody preaches, he came down here just to die for my sins. He came down here for my salvation. All of that sounds good, but tell me the truth. Because at the end of the day, what makes you think he really wanted to come down here and die the death that he died? If he really didn't love you, what was the point? What was the point? 
And so now you got people out here because we don't teach love enough. So you got people out here trying to find other gods and other ways in order to cope with their situation. When truth be told, all they really needed was for somebody to come and grab my hand, pull me in, give me a hug, and tell me you love me because my mama never did it, my dad never did it, my grandma never did it, and my grandfather never did it. My father's church never taught me, and my, my girlfriend's never loved me. My boyfriend's never did My children are too young to tell me it. So somebody got to give me love from somewhere, and you keep telling me to pray. But at the end of the day, you never teach me how to find him. What is prayer if you don't give me direction? My God. Pray, pray, pray. What does that mean? Just because you know how doesn't mean I know how. Mm. He has become so efficient at telling people what to do and never giving them direction on how to do it. Apostle Grant is now in Arizona, and I can tell her until my face turns blue. Apostle Grant, go, go, to, go, to, go to Gilbert, Arizona, and if I never give her the directions to get there, what good am I telling her? What is the point? What is the point? And so now here we are in the church wondering why people don't grow, and we yelling day in and day out. You know what? You can't sit on the milk of the word forever. You got to eat the meat at some point, but at the end of the day, if you never love me and help me to grow up, what do you do? Expect me to eat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you expect me to eat if you never help me to grow? If I never talk to my children, if I never say, hey, Elijah, say, Daddy, say, Mommy, Elijah, let me teach you how to walk. Come on, stand up, boy. Let me, let me help you walk. If I never teach him how to write with a pencil, if I never let him trace or color inside the lives, why do I expect my child to be more of an adult if they find him and show them? Here we are putting I've obscene, uh, uh, obscene expectations on people. And the funny thing is you have become very efficient at putting expectations on people while avoiding the expectations on yourself given to you by the Lord. (laughs) Mm. How easy is it to point the finger at somebody else and how hard is it to look in the mirror and say, why, maybe they like this because I've been flawed. Maybe they like this because I didn't teach correctly. Maybe they like this because I could love better. Because at the end of the day, when you read the Bible, you understand that the people Jesus came in contact with was changed and they understood what their master were teaching them. So if your people are not understanding, is it the people or is it the master? If your dog never learns how to go and use the bathroom outside, is it the dog's fault or is it you? Because by nature, animals will go wherever they know to go at. And if you never train them, how in the world will they know that what they are doing is wrong? Wow. If you never teach them by example, what is the point in even having I told my daughter, you want a puppy? You better get ready to teach them. Train that dog. Take him out every morning. Get up early. Take him out. Get up in the afternoon. Take him out. Get ready to take the dog food. Get ready to put the bowls of water down there. But see, here's the thing. We want, we want the animals to just get it off the bat. Do what you're supposed to do, but I don't want to put it in the work. At the end of the day, you want to know our pastor they get up at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, and he prays for his people because I love them, and I want them to show, I want them to see an example and understand that I'm not teaching you because I just want you to be a, a follower or a servant. I'm teaching you because I want you to and if I never show you how do you become great, how do you do it? Now, here we are. And I'm getting ready to close, y'all. I know what time it is. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to push it. But at the end of the day, there are so many people on this line in our churches around us that are trying their best to find God, to find Yahweh, to find the Lord, to find the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the great morning star, thou son of David, trying to find him. Here's the key. You will never find God 
without love because they're synonymous. And if you are doing somebody a disservice by killing them with your mouth, with your words, with your posts that you think are subliminal, like people are stupid, mm-hmm. and then they read these very posts and they know that you're talking about them and dogging them out, and then you wonder mm-hmm. why they don't want to serve the same God that you serve? Mm-hmm. My. You wonder why. And you know what you do? You run back and say, that's okay. They, they, they worship in the devil anyway. They, they serve the enemy. That's their problem. The enemy is in them. No, the enemy is in you because you sit there putting your mouth on somebody who truthfully, all they wanted to do was say, teach me, apostle. Teach me, prophet. Help me. I'm sorry that I'm a broken vessel. I didn't mean to come to you this way, but my mom and my dad never taught me. My, my, my. <laughs> <laughs> when did the church stop becoming a hospital? And when did the clergy stop becoming the doctors? My God. Who in the world comes into a hospital perfectly fine? Nobody. So what makes you think you're not going to get a bunch of broken people when they step through those doors? What makes you think that when they come in there and they stand before you at that little desk at that counter, anybody that's been in a hospital, you stand and they say, what's the problem? And then you tell them the problem. They say, how long has it been going on? They ask you a bunch of problems because we got to pinpoint what's the root of your issue. And then they say, what is your name? They ask you all this, and you know what the, one of the main things they ask you is, how's your how? Is it safe at home? Are you in a safe environment? How's your environment? How's your environment? So I ask the clergy today, the very people that you are proclaiming that they are nothing and that they belong, that the enemy is in them, all this mess, I ask you, how's their environment before you start proclaiming who they're following or who they serve? How's their environment? What happened to the hospital being open? What happened? What happened to you being men and women of God, not just by title, but by the way that you walk? What happened? What happened to people being prophets, not just because you speak from the mouth of God, but because they see the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you live, and the way you love? What happened? Good at talking. Not very good at walking. Mm-hmm. Not very good at it. You're good at being holding the title of an apostle down, and it sounds cute. But the work of an apostle is what I'm looking for, Come not on. the title of one. The work of a teacher, the work of an evangelist. Is it not written that we are told to go and do the work, not sit there and sit on our title? Nobody wants to work for a manager at their job that don't do nothing. You are pointless to me just because you have badge that says manager. Show me, love me enough to at least lead by example. Mm. Love me enough to lead me by example. And I close with this. I close with this. For everybody on this line that can hear me, <coughs> you are talking, and I say this every time you speak to me, I don't know how to preach just because I heard somebody else preach. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to preach because I just feel a certain way that day. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I can only preach to you the things that have hit my heart before and that I've had to walk through before. So when you hear me and I break down sometimes, don't, 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 um, Please, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I've been judged enough. I really have. And sometimes I really do need an, an Apostle Carter or a Prophet Ragman or Apostle Grant or a Prophet Bob to just say, Pastor Jay, I'm praying for you. Amen. Sometimes I really just need the hospital. Sometimes my hospital don't got the, the vaccines that I need, and sometimes I might need yours. Can I come and visit? 
can I come and sit under you for a second? Because right now, the very gas that I used to have is running out, and maybe I just needed a word from you. Maybe I just needed you to say it's going to be okay. Sometimes people need to hear it's going to be all right, because simply because I got the office of a pastor, and simply because some of you guys, hey, you know, go ahead, Apostle Jay. Sometimes, I don't care what you think, even Jesus had to get away and get by himself and get replenished. Even Jesus said, can y'all please pray with me for one hour? So why you think I'm supposed to be Superman? I'm not. I'm not. My, and my, sometimes, sometimes the very pastors that you sit under are hurting, and the members that refuse to be errands, to be heard, and to hold their hands up and say, Pastor, I got you, not just in word, but in action, because I love you the way that you love me. Sometimes, sometimes the weight becomes a lot for a leader. And sometimes the very love that we pour out is killing us. Sometimes, sometimes the love that we give you guys from behind pulpit is killing us. And can I ask you a question? You can never give somebody something without getting it from somewhere else or borrowing borrowing it from somewhere else. And that's why when you went through math class, they teach you how to do addition and subtraction by borrowing from the other side because you can't take from something without borrowing from somewhere else. It's impossible. If I go ahead and I pay for you a coat, I borrowed it from my bank account. If I'm giving you ties, I had to take it from somewhere else. So I ask you this question. If your leader is pouring out love into you, where do you think they're getting it from? Don't you think that their wife or their family is losing some of that when they're borrowing it from their family to give to you? Don't you think that when they reach into their pockets to help you pay a bill, that their family's bills are going to suffer? Don't you think that when they sell out their drive to come and see you and visit you because you're suffering, that the little, do you know that some people, some of these pastors, some of these leaders, their family needs to go to the store or go to the hospital, but they sacrifice that because they got to borrow that car time to go and help you? My, my, my. Do you ever think for one second that it ain't always about you and that sometimes the very love that we give out, we need to get back? Mm. Do you ever think that while we are sitting here in the hospital bed dying for you, that we would love for you to one time in your life give us a blood transfusion and help us back? Wow. Wow. Do you ever think that your children don't ever look to you as parents and say, Mom, I love you, but what about me? What about me, man? You keep telling me you love me, but here I am, and I'm suffering. I'm suffering. Help me. Help me, because the love that I have for you is killing me. Apostle Grant, God bless you, and God bless Judah and everybody on this line. I pray that you all understand from which heart I went, so I was just spoken to you from, not just my own, but from the heart of my father and yours as well. And I pray that you understand that if somebody loves you enough to help you, don't forget that they had to take it from somewhere else. Don't forget to at least say, I'm praying for you back, brother. I'm praying for you back, sister. Is there anything that I can do for you? Because any store that gives out all that they have in the store and never replenishes will close down. God bless you all. Wow. I'm fine. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. You know, it's, it's amazing because I always say there are going to be a lot of malpractice suits in the church. Because as they come in, we don't help them. We kill them more. Um, instead of being 
effective were infecting the body without not being effective in ministry. And a lot of times I think that when leaders pour out, I think, and I can attest to this from being a member as well as a leader, you just expect for your leader to always have it. And that's not always a good thing. But you never think, oh, well, my leader is going through something. You never really think that. And that's why people used to always tell me I had leaders on a pedestal because that's how I always looked at my leader. I looked at my leader as, yeah, you're a man or you're a woman, but you got this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 straight. But not until recently or not too long ago did I start realizing, even as a leader, that, um, man, leaders hurt too. Leaders need help too. So, you know, and, man, <laughs> that's an awesome word. I hate using that word awesome, but it's kind of like you don't know what word to use to say that the word was good, but it's more than good. It's when you can get something out of it and apply it. We're going to open the floor up now for words. Now, you can give your prayer request, you can ask any questions, or you can just have remarks. You got something you want to get off your chest today? This is the time to do so now. Boy, I tell you, Apostle, I love when you preach. And you know why? Because it comes from your heart. It yeah, Gina's even agreeing with me, Prophetess Gina. <laughs> she wants the phone. But anyhow <laughs> she can hear I'm on speakerphone. But anyhow, I love when you come from your heart. And we need more apostles, we need more pastors to come from their heart and not speak out of the top of their head. Or blow in the wind. And I'm telling you, man of God, the Lord, I'm going to obey the Lord. I want you to put the phone down. I hope it's on speaker. Put the phone down. And put your arms around yourself. Tell me when you do it. I'm doing it now, sir. You're doing it now. Okay. Here it comes. Fire of God, touch! Oh, Come Fire of God, touch! In the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Ghost, Father, let that love permeate him. I've been as Gina. Fire of God, touch! He, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, it is done and it is so. Receive it, man of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to flow. Apostle Nicole. Yes, sir. Get ready. You're going to meet somebody. Does that have something to do with... Uh, maybe in your spirit man that you're getting, nobody knows about. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna meet somebody. Okay. God has set up with this move. This move was a setup for a comeback in your life. The one that God has for you, daughter. Who? Hey, you're gonna walk hand by hand. Hand by hand, but he's got somebody picked out 
already in Arizona for you. He had to take you from the pit to the palace, from Houston to Arizona, so he can line this man of God up for you. God bless you, daughter. Love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else have anything they want to say? I'm not going to press it, and I'm not going to push it. My buddy. (laughs) My buddy, Apostle X. Awesome job you did on tonight. Great word. Always sound and always deep. Continue (laughs) with your efforts. Continue with your ability to love and continue with your ability to minister, brother. Love you dearly, man. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless you. Man. Anyone else? Amen. Pastor Jay, Apostle Jay, and all that other good stuff. Uh, God bless you. Um, I don't know. Any time you speak, anytime God uses you to speak, it, it's always something, and every level is higher and higher. And he just keeps elevating you higher and higher. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm really, like, speechless. Um, You know, I just want to openly thank you for, you know, your prayers, your support for not only my leader, Apostle Grant, but in Judah, but me. You know, um, I mean, I I don't even know the words. Like, I get so tongue-tied and speechless when it comes to giving remarks. Um, and I know I don't have to ask you to pray for me because you do it without saying, you know, that goes without saying with you. And I, I appreciate the anointing that God carries on your life. And I'm just, um, you know, in awe and I'm all, I'm waiting, you know, to see where God is taking you. And I'm just glad to know you and to know the God that lives in you. And not only do you talk about it day after day, but you live the life that you speak about and and that's just an awesome thing you know especially in this time in this day you know it's good to see a man of God truly living the life that God has set you know and you're staying on the path even though it's hard and you want to give up on most days you don't you keep pressing and you keep pushing and you keep going though the attacks come at you heavy you keep pressing and you keep pressing and you keep pushing and you keep going and you know you haven't given up and I just thank God for that so God bless you. God keep you. And um, I'm praying for you. Love you much. Amen. I love you as well, Minister Shine. just want you to know you're excited about where I'm going. Forget about me. I'm excited about where you're going. I'm not, I'm not that important. I'm not that relevant. But one thing I know about you is you are very, as, as tough as you look at it on the outside and you try to be, you're very sensitive. And when things are said about you, concerning you, around you, whatever the case may be, those affect you. Um, I want to tell you something that I had to tell myself today. I'm learning how to make the things of the world hard and make the things of God easy. And when you learn how to do that, when you learn how to finally make the things of this world difficult, see, because it, it, you know how to work a computer, that's easy for you. You know how to talk, that's easy. Cakewalk, you know how to eat. Boom, fork, knife, don't make a difference. You know how to do it. You know how to walk. It's it's simple. All of those things that you know how to do become simple for you. So my request to you is start knowing 
how to do the things of God, and they become simple and start forgetting how to do the things of the world because they'll become difficult. And by that time, I'll look up, and the very woman who I always tell people, I say, look out for her. And I know I know people are watching you. I know that. And they waiting on, Pastor Jay says she's going to be this. She's going to fail. I, I know. I know. But shot, my, my money is on you. My money is on my money is on you. And I'm asking you to be successful. Not because of Pastor Jay, but be successful because that's who was in you. That's what's in you. So be it. Be it. Not for Apostle Grant, not for Judah. Be what the Lord has called you to be for you. Because you're not getting into heaven because you was a member of Judah or because you knew Apostle Grant or you knew Pastor Jay. That don't matter. Because you knew these people on Facebook, they're gonna look at you regardless. But if they're gonna look at you, give them a righteous reason to watch. Give them a righteous reason to watch Shy Stedman. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch you succeed. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do that's going to make me stop believing in you. And the very message I preach tonight, I'm willing to die loving the very girl, the very woman that keeps thinking and everybody keeps saying won't make it. I put money on that one. Love you, sis. I believe in you. That ain't changing. So go out there and be successful for you and for them. For them children, for them children, for them children, for them children. That's a long story. Leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. God bless you, sister. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? God bless you, Pastor (laughs) Jay. Oh, my God. Apostle Grant, I love you so much. Thank you love for you, giving sis. this information. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't know Pastor Jay was gonna preach be preaching, but um, we were we were headed out and we decided to tune in. And wow, the power, the power, the power that you have upon your life. Amen. What 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 God just showed me? He showed me this this chapter. Mark 11, 23 and 24, Pastor Jay. For verily I, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thy cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he, has, which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things? Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them. Oh, my God, man of God, God bless you. You just received what you asked for, love. My God, thank you for that message. I appreciate that. God bless you. <laughs> well, that was a pop-up. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting uh, uh, that uh, at all. I, I know. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Um, you know what? Uh, there's nothing more I can say uh, concerning Sister Nikki and her husband. They, they are, they are my friends. They are my friends. I don't use that word lightly. Those, they are my friends, and 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 I love them dearly with all my heart. And they will never understand how close I keep them to me. And I'm grateful. I'm appreciative. Y'all, it's a day off for your husband. What is y'all doing? And y'all still decide to get on here. And talk. I'm done with you too. Uh, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah, I love y'all. I love y'all, and God bless both of you. Seriously, I pray for you guys daily. And Sister Nikki, thank you for all, 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 all of your support. And every time you talk to me, you always give me the word. 
and which, of course, you know that's me. Don't talk to me without the word. So I appreciate every <laughs> time you do it. So God bless you, sis. God bless you. Uh, Minister Hall went in. We, we were actually driving, and he was like, let's just listen while we're driving. Because, of course, it's going to take – it takes us about an hour and a half to get to where we're going whenever we start traveling. So we just decided to tune in. And he had something to say, but he's actually somewhere inside now. So that word, like uh, like the prophet said, it is permeating your soul only because – you have already you asked for those things, and that what you asked for, see, you had already been asking for these things. So now that you 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 brought it to the forefront, and you got so many other people that's going to step up and and say these same things to God in prayer with you. So God bless you, God bless you, and thank you for the word. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Amen. I thank God my sister and brother were here. Pastor they had texted me right before we started and said, Is Judah on tonight? And I'm like, Yeah, that's the preaching. <laughs> <laughs> but um, will there be anyone else before we move? Anyone, anyone, anyone. Okay. So at this point, um, I just want to let you know this is our last call on talk to. I like talk to, but it doesn't have a callback number. Pardon me? Excuse me. Excuse oh, me. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say this. I I really want to say this, and and this is outside of outside of the the framework of the message. But I just really wanted to say that it is really really good to have Apostle Grant back in full swing. <laughs> I, I really. I, I just oh, wanted to God. just drop that bomb right there on the <laughs> devil and just say it is so good to hear Apostle Nicole Grant laugh and really just oh, be at full swing. Y'all don't understand, but but I'm I'm just gonna go on and just drop it. I'm gonna drop one for the devil anyway. But <laughs> let me tell you this: it is so glad. I'm gonna say it again. It is so good to hear Apostle Grant back at full strength, y'all. She is motoring. If y'all don't know, if y'all don't know and y'all can't hear it in her laugh, she is back. 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 Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you about this one, Nicole Grant here. Let me tell you. 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 The good news of Nicole Grant coming. Coming back, declaring the word. Y'all don't understand. See, see, I, I know y'all, y'all hear it, but y'all don't hear what I hear in her heart, her laughter, her freedom. Y'all don't hear it like I hear it right now. Oh, uh, the freedom in her heart to declare God's word. Man. And I just want to just give a little shout out and let the devil know that she back. And ain't nothing you can do about the devil. And I just want you to know I love you, Nicole, from the bottom of my heart. And I am so, 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 so proud of you. Did I did, did I tell y'all that Nicole is back? She out, y'all are. Y'all are even right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come Because this is Judah's ministry. And, and, and when praises go up, come on here. Come yeah. on now. Hey, we're going to send you the first. Oh, okay. Yes, we're going to send you the first. And I'm telling you, I am 
just livid over here, here in, here in our heart on today. And it just kicked in me right there. Nicole Beck. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't make me shout on this thing because I will. I shout out by myself. Hallelujah. It was, I'm going to say it one more time. Nicole is back, y'all. Yes. She is back. I, I'm yes, God. Glory to God. It, it, that's enough to play. Cause see, this, this line almost didn't make it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because, see, it's connected to Judah, though. But there is a oh, praise God. deep down inside. The, the book of Jeremiah says it's like, fire shut up in her bones, y'all. Hallelujah. Y'all, I did say, did I say Nicole is back, y'all? Okay. Yeah. All right. God bless you. I love you, sis. Love you so, so, so much. Hey, y'all, guess what? Oh, okay. Somebody get him. Right. Somebody get him. Oh, wow. Y'all going to catch it in a minute. Some of y'all going to catch it when you get off the line. Oh, Oh, I feel the power of God right there. Oh, hallelujah, guys. Nicole is back, y'all. Let me explain something. Let me explain S-P-L-A-I-N something. Let me explain something to you. See, it, it's one thing when God redeems a person back to the kingdom, but when God redeems not only a minister back, but an apostle. Come on. Y'all. Say a word, sir. When he redeems an apostle back to to establish again, that's the thumb. That's the starting block of God's ministry. Yeah, yeah. I did tell y'all Nicole back. All right, y'all going to shout out that later. Glory to God. Bless you. I love you, love you, love you, love y'all all. Love you, Judah. Love you. Love you, too, Apostle Bill. Y'all didn't know who that was. That was the boss of Zeno Bell. Yeah, what's I'm saying? Right. Yes, okay. So this is, our, this is our last call on this line. Um, we have a new number. I keep trying out lines because T-Mobile users and Metro PCS users, certain numbers they can't call, blah, 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 blah. So nevertheless, we enjoyed tonight. Um, oh, next week, next week, next week. <laughs> Friday and Saturday, we're in a two-night revival called A Servant to All. Now, the speakers are amazing. We have Minister Jaquela, who will be on Friday night, and Lady Danielle, (laughs) who will be speaking on Saturday. Hallelujah. Y'all better preach. On A Servant to All. And I am anticipating a good time. Mr. Jaquela could not be here today, but she did tell me Friday there is a word. From the Lord. Lady Danielle texted me like, you got me in between scriptures here, so I know God's dealing with her. So I am expecting them to break this down, a servant to all. Hallelujah. So I'm excited. No pressure, Lady Danielle, no pressure. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about what God is doing on, on with Judah. Um, again, there's a new number. It'll be posted. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. Announcements. Well, we all know the same. You know, Thursday is Holy of Holies. You know, Friday and Saturday is Judah. We know Tuesday, and I know I'm going backwards. Y'all forgive me. We got Wives of Power on Tuesday. Sunday, we. I mean, Wednesdays there's men only. No women are allowed. Um, Minister Darren runs uh, Sons of Jacob, 
And and from my understanding, they be getting it in on that line. So y'all men might want to check that out. But we're not allowed, ladies. Our night is Tuesday night, Wives of Power. And then Lady oh, Danielle no. has some things coming up. Um, right, Lady Sunday. Danielle, you at Sunday, um, Pastor <laughs> David, none other than the good Pastor David, will be speaking on Kingdom Integrities. Um, and why call it sound me good? <laughs> <laughs> Listen <laughs> here, brother. At 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Teacher, teacher. Okay, we'll call you teacher. <laughs> At 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, look to my page for more information. God bless you. We have these teleconferences on lock, so people, we need to kind of promote them. I know I can't keep up with Apostle Bill, so I ain't even to try to. Because every time, like, why, why Chronicles, this Chronicle, that Chronicle, this, the I can't keep up. Everything. So we just gonna yes. we just gonna have to watch Facebook, you guys, so that we can support one another and not clash with one another. But I like the fact that how the word is getting out. We're going yes. to nations, even though we're not physically in nations. Our voice are re- is reaching people that will, can never be reached. There are some people that will never walk into a church building, but they'll call our lines to hear the word of God. So mm-hmm. let's make sure we're preaching and teaching the unadulterated word and not our opinion. Come on now. And I'm yeah. not going to preach. My brother already preached it, man. But it um, looks like I'll be back in your hearing in about two weeks. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, Lord. That's why I'm preaching because everybody else is ministering. So I'll be back in your hearing in a couple of weeks. And I just want to say, um, according to what Apostle Bell said, and then I'm going to put it back into the hands of my pastor, but this move was the move for me. Um, with the help of the Lord and the help of my leader, that's why I'm here. Amen. I thank God for all of you all's prayers. I do, but you all were there. But I called him in some very, I can say Apostle Bell too. I called Apostle Bell and my pastor in some very messed up places. And I appreciate the both of them. Um, but I appreciate all your prayers. But I got to say to both of them, um, yeah, <laughs> you all might have thought some of you all talked to me in semester places, but oh, if they could tell the stories went from when October to January, <laughs> the text they got and the phone calls they got. So I appreciate all of your prayers. Um, and I blame Apostle Bell for that attack because I didn't go through nothing until he asked me to speak at this conference, a woman, a woman in April, and all of a sudden I started getting hit. Don't so I blame that. him for that. That's mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> No bad plans. Don't be- <laughs> <laughs> so nevertheless, um, uh, Pastor Grant. Yes. Pastor Grant, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> I purposely stalled for you. I was stalling. Go ahead. <laughs> Pastor Jay, awesome word. Awesome word. But I'm just here to say the heat in Arizona just turned up spiritually. Oh. The heat in Arizona just turned up spiritually. Man. I'm waiting to see what God do in the mm. city, in the state of Arizona mm. in 2017. My God. God bless you all. Glory. And we, okay, so my stall tactic worked. Glory to God. We're going to now turn you back into the hands of my pastor. He's going to give us, you know what he do, final remarks. If the Lord give him some, he's going to go, and he's going to dismiss us. Pastor Jay is back in your hands. Amen. Yes, amen. <laughs> you know what? The good is the, the best Wait, thing. Wait, Pastor. I, Pastor. Yes, go ahead. I love you. Go ahead. 
<laughs> love you too. Love you too. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but Apostle Grant is back. Um, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do not stop. Yes, God. I'm just saying. He, he said it, and I sat here and I just laughed because, truth be told, you know, I, I, I was, she don't know this, but I used to tell my wife, I said, "Dog, on it, the Lord done put me with a Lazarus laying there dead, dead, dead." <laughs> <laughs> And so the good thing about it is, it's a, you know, unfortunately, Apostle Bell, myself, and every, each and every one of you guys that have labored and prayed for her, it, it took more than just one come forth from us to get her to where she is today. My God. At the end of the day, you know, when he said she's back, I, I wanted to really intervene and say, oh, yeah, she's back, and I get to see it every day. That's what I wanted, That's what I wanted to say. You know, but... Um, Wait, oh I, I forgot to do something. I forgot to do something. I'm sorry. I don't know if the Hall family is still here. And I got to say, day two, because Sister Nikki was not playing with me in that hospital. She did not care about calling and praying for me and mm. and, and, and my brother. So I got to, I mean, I, I, I can't call everybody's name, but I had to because, like, you all were, like, some of the very, man, you have no idea. <laughs> and then I go online and Papa Ball is like, anybody heard from Apostle Brand? I'm praying for because nobody had heard from me. But what I do thank God for is when you don't hear from me, certainly you because you all just know what to do. You pray. Amen. You don't gossip. Yeah. You don't get on the phone. You don't. You just pray. So I thank God. Okay, go ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, Hallelujah. You know, she, she has yet to probably tell you guys one testimony. She probably told a few people. Um, and so if, if, it don't matter if she does, man. Y'all, if, if you've been on the Holy of Holies, you know I don't care about telling somebody else's story. I will do it. Um, you know, so she, she, she we, we spoke. I said, hey, you know, you need to make that move, you know. And uh, I said, but you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. You make your own decision. And her hair was, you know, I can't do this. You know, I, I got a, ain't no job down there and this and this. And I said, well, you make your decision. And uh, sure enough, she, she made the decision. She's here, which I already knew she was coming. And so she said, well, what I'm going to do about a job, Pastor, I'm not going to make what I made in Houston. I said, I didn't know that God was only the God of Houston, Texas. I didn't know that. I didn't know that God was only God in Houston. I didn't, I didn't know that. And so, you know, she gets here. I said, why don't you do me a favor? Fill out an application. If you don't get a job, then fine. I'll, you go right back and I'll pay for it. And um, she gets here. She puts out an application. She gets a job. A couple of jobs. Matter of fact, two or three called her back. Uh, I believe she was making 15-something or 16-something in Texas. Anyway, she gets 16. here and she there you go. Okay, well, fine. Now you're making 17. So that's our testimony. No, 18 uh, now. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> Increase. Okay. The blessings of Abraham, whatever. Um, so she decreased her own uh, in, in, in Houston so that she can increase in Arizona. So Restoration. You know, and, and thank God. Yes, restoration. Thank God for that. And just to hear you laugh and walk around and, and you know, play with the kids, all that stuff, you know, she's doing things that she wasn't doing before. So she said, I'm spoiling excited. his children, y'all. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right now. Yeah, so that's happened. But um, <laughs> all of that being said and done, um, I want to close out the same way. I, I love the laughter that was going on in Judah. I think that's, that's what it should be about every time. We should be not be afraid to praise, not be afraid, afraid to laugh and speak to one another, uplift one another. That is what Judah, the core of Judah, is about opening your mouth. And you guys did that tonight, and I can't be more happy or more pleased with the way this turned out. Um and so I'm going to close out just kind of the way we went in, and I want to just sing one song. I'm going to sing it one time through, and we're going to pray up out of here. So here's a song. Lady Danielle, she texted to me. She said she wanted me to sing it, so I'm going to sing it. It says, uh, uh, what's, what's the lady name? Hallelujah. 
You have won the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. You have won it all for me. Come on, man of God. God. I could not hold you down. Yes, God. Lord, you are the risen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're seated by the sea. That's the that's that's the highest praise, right? You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.